Hello, this is Rhett Bartlett. The following audio is from October 18th, 1986, an episode of Punter to Punter. It was recorded by listener David Cassells, and he has provided me with a cassette tape of which I have digitized. And a reminder that myself and David are not responsible for the content of this program, which was back in 1986, and nor do we endorse anything that's said in it. This is simply uploaded for archival purposes. Pocket knife of honour. From the lush farmlands of Bendigo to the jungles of Vietnam comes a towering love story set against a backdrop of war and bad American accents. Has anybody seen my Swiss Army style pocket knife? What a time it was when Australia lost its innocence and young Graham lost his pocket knife. Oh, that sounds like it could be an interesting mini-series. As you know, uh, that uh, was our little mini-series, but uh, you're probably very much aware that a very major movie, moving mini-series, uh, Sword of Honour, is showing uh, on Channel 7, uh, starring Andrew Clark, Tracy Mann and Tony Rickards. It's on from Sunday to Wednesday night. Do watch it. Uh, it's, uh, it's a very, very uh, exciting uh, expose on Vietnam and peacetime. Uh, did you go to Vietnam, Slim? Uh, me? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, after the war, I went over there and I taught the North Vietnamese how to play country and western music. <laughs> it was part of an arts grant. Did you go to Phuc Thuy? No, I told you why I went there. <laughs> did you, um, did you ever go there, Dr. Turf? Uh, no, Connie, never. Did you get scripted, Con? Oh, yes, yes, I got a green heart and a purple anus. Although I didn't get the purple anus in Vietnam, though. That was in Sydney on R&R. What, you go down to... Taronga Zoo, did you? <laughs> Suppose you were on the side of the Viet Cong. <laughs> no, 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 no. The Khmer Rouge were never in my makeup. I was in the peace movement over there. Were you? Oh, yes, I was right into peace and love, you know. You mean you sold drugs? Did you get caught? No, I didn't hang around, Slim. Although I did spend Christmas in Saigon, Slim, and I'm not saying that Santa was a communist, but he did come out from under the bed in a red suit saying, Ho, 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 G-men, ho, 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 G-men. Oh, let Saigons be Saigons, con. <laughs> I knew a horse that got drafted, Slim. Oh, I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't have to worry about draft dodging myself. Didn't you? No, we, uh, we put one of those little sausages under the gap in the door in our house. <laughs> Is that what you did with it? <laughs> Show me the way to the next TAV. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why. If I don't get to the next TAV, my bet will pass me by. My bet will pass me by. Catch a And if you want to have a bet at the TAB, it's open right now and get those bets on early for the Caulfield Cup today because I'm yeah. sure that there's going to be some big queues round about... Um, they reckon $27 million is going to be bet on the Cup today. Twenty million. Twenty-seven million. That's a lot of Obviously, money. Obviously, Packers not having a bet in the race. Mm. <laughs> and of course, the first races today at Caulfield are races one, two, and three: the Merson Cooper Stakes, the Stubbsy Stakes, 
Uh, named after one of I our own DJs. Funny, I already had that written down slip. XY and the Mercedes-Benz. And Dr. Turf, your tips? Uh... Yes, Slim, I'll try and pick a winner. I haven't picked one for about four weeks. I've been having a, a pretty rough trot on the punt. I don't mind telling her, but I think today I'm going to turn over New Leaf. Race one, the Merson Cooper. I've been having a pretty rough punt on the trot, Dr. Turf. <laughs> number three, Prince of the City to beat number seven, Mighty Deer, and the filly number nine, Comalina, to run third. Had no luck, Mighty Deer, last start, but I still think Prince of the City, he might be too strong for him. Very oh. dear. From I think the, he was, actually, Gay yes. Parry stables. Mm. What was that wonderful song you were singing about Comalina before, Dr. Turf? I can't remember that one, Slim. Uh, race two, the Stubby Stakes. Number nine, Romp Along. The Stubby Stakes. Sorry, yes, this is a, a very, very even field. I'd say this is going to be about four or five to one the field, except for Lady Muriel, who's got no hope and is going to be start favourite. Number nine, Romp Along. Looks well suited here to beat number six, Tonefill. Uh, ridden by a sack of cement, but uh, she might improve today. Number 13, Cooktown Lady. Quite well suited here. I think that's sexist calling it a woman jockey. Isn't number it? nine, Romp Along. Six, Tonefill. And 13, Cooktown Lady. Yes, I've, we heard them. I've gone for Hippity Hop in that race, Dr. Turf. And yes, I she's got a chance. This tip to all the people at last Monday's gas and fuel picnic. They walk with a limp. I think you got the crutch of it there, Slim, haven't you? Number three, uh, race three, the Mercedes-Benz. Well, number nine, Mouton, really found his right form last start. He just needs a dry track. Got it here again today. Have you ever been Mouton? And <laughs> I don't know why I bother, really. And number seven, something stunning. I think he's quite well suited here over the six furlongs. And number three, Cavalry from Sydney to run third. Nine, terrific each way to beat seven and three. Dr. Slim? Turf, I have mm. a, a hammer that's something stunning. Mm. You'd have to listen to it sometime, Con. I've gone for Mighty Deer in the first race. Hippity Hop in the second race, something stunning in the third race. That's three sevens, is 21. That's a great pontoon for mine. And if the first two horses get up, that'll be a, a double to the Mormon. Con, who, who is this Tony Rickards bloke oh, yeah. uh, in Sword of Honour? You seem to know well, a lot about it. Finest actors uh, ever to, uh, well, in the room today. Did you have to tip in the series, Sword of Honour? Did you have to do any tipping at all? Well, I tipped the outcome of the war. For any horses, though? Uh, no, oh, no. That'll we... help your performance a bit, won't it? No, well, we had a lot to do... We had to deal with choppers. I was only $19 down on the day. And Dr. Turf, your mm. television career's coming along in leaps and bounds. Oh, I, yes. I was watching the television on Wednesday and they interviewed you at uh, Coonshee Handicap yes, Day. Yes, my good friend Peter Donegan and I, we're actually going to tour the country uh, doing that sort of stuff. Yes, mate. <laughs> Good on your mate. On your well, it was a very disappointing day, Coonshee Handicap Day. I reckon there was about two, two people there and a dog, and the dog left after the third. <laughs> a very disappointing crowd. Well, we wouldn't be able to do punter to punter without the incredible backup that we get from the rest of the punter to punter I'm team. I'm glad you brought that up, Slim. That's, uh, that's, I was going to say that myself. One guy who's been hard at it all week lining up interviews is Trevor Marmalade. He spoke to the top jockeys who will be riding in the Caulfield Cup. Here he is with a punter to punter exclusive, Trevor Marmalade. Good morning, punters. This is clever Trevor Marmalade with another in the series of hard-hitting interviews. This morning we'll be talking to Craig Gungadin, the quiet man of racing. He's riding my Tristram's belt in the Caulfield Cup for trainer Dave O'Sullivan. We've got him on the line right now. Hello, this is Craig Din. I'm sorry that I'm not home at the moment. If you would please leave your name and message after the beep, I will be happy to return your call as soon as possible. Thank you. Oh, Craig, um, oh, it's Dave O'Sullivan here. Uh, you've been sacked from the ride in the Caulfield Cup today. We're replacing you with Jay Massett. Thank you. 
Oh, well, a uh, little bit of confusion there, punters. So uh, we'll cross to our standby interview with Greg Hall, the man who rode favourite Kenny Lass in all of her lead-up races. We've got Greg on the line now. Hello, here is Greg Hall. The phone is presently unattended, but if you leave your name, number, message after the beep, you'll be contacted as soon as possible. Thank you for calling. Well, punters, there it is. All the Caulfield Cup hopefuls brought to you. We'll be back with more in-depth insights later in the program. Yes, well, I'm sure everybody is much the wiser for that exciting information, Trevor Marmalade, you despicable little gutter journalist. And if Craig Den doesn't turn up to ride my Tristan's bell, and you've got your money on it, Pures, then you've got Trevor to blame. Yes, I think Gunga and Hawley must have been at the same card game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I thought that the jockeys would be waiting at home nervously. Uh, well, you'd have thought so, wouldn't you, cigarettes Slip? before the Caulfield Cup. Race four is the Thousand Guineas, which is a lot of gaffer tape, isn't it? Run over 1,600 metres. Con? Did you know Sword of Honour is set against the background of uh, War and Peace? No. Pretty cheap way to make a bloody miniseries, is it? Getting out an old Russian film and setting it, putting it in the background of a movie. Although War and Peace, I think, was eight hours. And yes. Sword of Honor's eight hours, so it does fit, doesn't yes, it? Yes, well, at least the time scale's going to be the same. That's about how long the Vietnam War went for, isn't it? It's going to seem as long. <laughs> Did you know that I'm up for, um, in the uh, AFI Awards for Best Supporting Accent? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you play the American. Oh, that'll be good. Number three, Society Bay. Well, what can you say about this filly? She's just a champion, I think. A, a pipple. I think she'll beat Bounding Away again. Number two, ba uh, Diamond Shower, the good Sydney filly, who's actually beaten Bounding Away twice up there. She looks the only other danger. But three, Society Bay, whatever price you get over six to four is a good price. To beat one and two. Three, one, two. Great tips, Ducky. I have dug out a special for the punters today in race four. Number five to two, Society Bay, to win this one and win it well. Dr. Turf, um, I, I think uh, there was one horse in the uh, when they last met that mm -hmm. had a good run. Magic Flute, ridden by Hopalong. Yes, uh, well, she wasn't a bad run, Magic Flute, at Caulfield. She got a long, 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 long way back and they made grand along the rails. And another one who had a good run in that race was Laylam. So I've gone for Society Bay to beat Magic Flute and Laylam. Mm-hmm. I think we should give Trevor Marmalade one last chance. Here he is talking to the people in the know. Over to you, Trevor Marmalade. OK, well, right now on the line, we're speaking to Hawthorne Brownlow medalist and premiership player, the big dipper, Robert Dippier Domenico. How you going, mate? All right, good morning. And uh, the Caulfield Cup today, a bit out of your field, I think, but uh, you've got a tip for us anyway. Yes, I think uh, Indian Rajah's got a good chance. Uh... Jim Cassidy's uh, riding it, and he rode Periscope the other day, which went very well, and uh, he's jumped off Periscope to ride uh, Indian Raja, so that's my tip. You seem pretty well informed there, Rob. Ah, uh, well, you know, you get around these days. And uh, what's your advice to those jockeys that are boxed in on the rails? Try and get out. Easy as that. Go crashing through the pack. Robert well, Debier, Domenico, thanks very much. Thank you. I think uh, the Dipper should stay off the tipping and stick to winning Brownlow medals and flattening Irishmen myself. Yes, I mean, what is the point of asking a footballer for, the tip, for a tip on the races? You might as well ring up a massage parlour and ask them. Well, as a matter of fact, Dr. Turf, I've got the California club on the line. I've got it lined up to speak to Fifi. Good afternoon, California club. Hello. Uh, it's Con Marasco ringing from Punter the Punter. Um, I was wondering if uh, we could get a tip on the Caulfield Cup from uh, from one of the girls. No, no, thank you. Thank you, bye-bye. 
Oh, uh, wait a minute. I, now I've got it all lined up with Fifi. She was going to give a tip. How much did that cost you? Oh, come on. How embarrassing. Now, I'm, I'm not going to go there again. You can be very sure of that. Oh, really? Connie, you uh, normally ring up these massage parlours? Oh. Uh, no, 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 never. <laughs> I wonder if Dipper melted down his Brownlow so he could have a bet today. I don't think so. He's a footballer of some... some although he did come seventh in the uh, best and fairest at Hawthorne. Why is that? What do you mean, why is that? Well, he won the Brownlow. It's the first Hawthorne player to win a Brownlow, and he comes seventh in the best and fairest. Do you know who won it? It's rigged. A Brownlow. Oh, is didn't it? You know. Uh, but the best and fairest isn't. No. <laughs> no. I didn't think such a thing existed at Hawthorne. Race five, the Fosters Caulfield Cup run over 2,400 metres and worth half a million dollars. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Now, this is what we've been waiting for, isn't it? But uh, everything seems wrong. What's that? Well, you know, like, it it only seems like last year that they were running this race. Mm, It's come around too quickly. The weather's not right. We've got a terrible north wind. Yes, it's wreaking havoc with my anuses, too, I can tell you. No, that's your sinuses, Con. No, 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 my anuses, see. I have to blow my nose with toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) He has gotten a single leaf here to blow his nose with. Dr. let's uh, get serious. This is the Caulfield Cup. I'm going to ask you a few questions on this race. Uh, I'm going to break these horses up into those with no chance, those Mm -hmm. with a rough chance, uh-huh. and those that could win. Far let's away. Hear, let's Far hear it from the no chances. Yes, go on. No, you've got to tell me. I've got to tell you what's got no chance. Uh, Colour Page. Colour Page. Tristram. Tristram. Uh, Samara. Samara. Periscope. Mm-hmm. Wising Fear. Wising Fear. And the Filbert. I would say I've got... Uh, yes, maybe even Tristark and our Sophia. No chance. Well, not on form, no. What about rough chances? Rough chances? Uh, oh, Mr. Lamondi. Uh, Born to be Queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Tristram's Bell. Ooh. Oh, Canny Lass. Oh. Very rough. And maybe Imprimatur. No, I'd say it's got no hope Imprimatur. Right, and those you think could win. Good chances. Without uh, giving uh, away your got selection. A, drawn's very rough, I think. Uh, good chances at Talak. Um, <laughs> Indian Raj. Just now. Faristan. I think they're the only four on the race. Oh, right. Well, obviously, uh, Cathy Bay, you obviously don't think she's got any bloody chance whatsoever. It's scratched, Connie. Well, you're right, then. Well, what about under oath? It's scratched too, Slim. No wonder it's got no chance at all. OK, Dr Turf, let's narrow it down. It's time to stick our necks out. Yes, um, I'm... I'm going to be replaying that to you next week, by the way. <laughs> that little bit of information we just heard about the I don't no think chance. I'll mind that. Good, good. Uh, number three, at like I've gone for. I thought it was a terrific run in the Herbert Power. Drops four kilos to 54 and a half. I think he's drawn well there in barrier one. He's got a bit of early pace to kick up. Doesn't mind racing inside of horses. And I think he's just well suited. A number 10 Indian Raj, or just a great win in the, a great second in the Metropolitan. Uh, he's well weighted here. I think Caulfield's going to suit him, although there is some query about him handling the Melbourne way of going. But he will, he will beat Born to be Queen on the weight. I think he'll beat Born to be, I think she's a Flemington horse, Born to be Queen. And at Talak, well, he's actually won at Berlin and Paris. That's so going to look good in the form guide, isn't it? Berlin, Paris, Caulfield. What next? <laughs> Stony Creek? <laughs> Very big on the tourist circuit, Caulfield. Um, and for third, oh, I guess we'll have to throw in Canny Lass just because she's so well-weighted, but I really don't think she's got any hope. Three, ten, and sixteen. And Faristan's obviously a big danger. Okay, so I beg to differ, Dr. Turf. I think that number sixteen, Canny Lass, has every chance. I think forty-nine kilos is a luxury weight for her. 
Uh, if she handles the distance, she'll definitely win this race. She has failed over the distance about 14 times. Oh, in pretty good company, but I think that... Uh, Oaks. <laughs> I think this time she's, uh, she's oh. a different horse, this uh, campaign, Dr. Turf. What she's are a you saying? Horse. A different... You're not suggesting for one second that this is a ring-in. No, oh, I am not. Can we cut that out of the show, please? Look, that Rick is a Horn, doable thing to say. It is not. A, I'm not saying she's a ring in. I'm saying she's you a different said, horse. I heard everybody out in Radio Borough heard you. She you wintered. She is a different horse. Yes, since she wintered in Queensland, oh, she has come oh, back a different horse. Yes. In in, in uh, what I mean, I is wouldn't want to be on your jury, son. She's, she's well. She's wearing different shoes, and I think number two, drawn. I think mm -hmm. he is a really gutsy horse. That uh, although he hasn't had the ideal preparation, he'll be up there too. Well, they did try and scratch that on one of the other radio stations this morning. <laughs> and I think number one, Tristark... There aren't uh, any other radio stations. Number one, Tristark should be just right now. I, th I think she's been a little underdone in her races, and I think that she's... Yes, been, I remember saying that to you the other day. She's... They've trained her with the Caulfield Cup in mind. Melbourne I haven't Cup. worried about the... I said Melbourne Cup. What have you tipped with anybody? The interesting thing, with anything about in mind? Yes, Interesting so, thing oh, about please. Tristark, Slimmer, she and our Sophia ran first and second in the Caulfield Cup last year. Yeah. And I guess they'd be the outsiders of the field this year. Isn't yes, it well, funny how the mighty have fallen? Well, I think 25 to 1 is well over the odds for Tristark and worth a bet. Okay, and, I'm and gone have Con, I was just thinking, you know, maybe that massage parlour didn't give you the tip because they read, read the, the article in The Truth. Ah, uh, yes. Maybe they got things a bit mixed up there. I told you it wasn't me. I've gone for in the Caulfield Cup, Tristark to win the race, to oh, beat oh, 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 I've been on that Tallac all week, and I've got off it to get on to Tristark, because I think the point is that the class of these horses isn't really up to Tristark. Now, Tristark has got the weight, but never mind, we won't go into it. At Tallac, Tristark, Tristark, A Lebanese taxi driver walked up to him in, in Baker's this morning and told him he thought Tristark was going to win. Mm. That's why you've changed your mind, isn't it? Well, You sacked the Maltese taxi driver. <laughs> he used to give you all your tips. Shamara at Tallac, Tristark trifecta. Okay. Gee, you know, we have really dipped out on the interviews on today's show, haven't mm. we? Yes, I'm afraid we have. most disappointing. I really hope that we get you with a big-name personality. Oh, what? Big-name person? What about Dipper? Yes, I said personality, Con. Robert Dipper to Manico, I'll have you know, Slim, virtually won this year's premiership off his own elbow. Boot. <laughs> premiership, shmemiership. What about, what about the real premier, hmm? John Kane? Now, that would be an interesting interview. Mm. You come to me with an interview with John Kane, and I'll listen to it, Con. I'll see what I can do. Right now, we've got on the line the premier of Victoria, Mr John Kane. How are you, John? I'm well, and you? Very good, thanks. You had yes. a bad day last Saturday. Oh, awful. Yes, I, uh, I distinguished myself the week before at, uh, at Flemington. Did but, you? Uh, oh, yes, I was uh, a miserable punter last week at, uh, at Caulfield, though. And uh, I'm not sure I'll be any much better tomorrow. Uh, well, Mr. Kane, I've got Dr. Turf here, and he's going to help you pick a winner tomorrow in the Caulfield Cup. All right. What are you saying, Dr. Turf? Uh, I would... One of the few Victorian horses, I think, is, uh, is Kenny Lester's favourite, isn't it? Yes, uh, she's a good mare from uh, Victoria, Mr. Kane, but uh, I'm going to uh, an American horse here at Talak. I yes, think he'd be the one that you'd want to uh, pop the budget each way on tomorrow. Well, I saw last week uh, he was about three kilos uh, more than he's carrying tomorrow. Four, in fact, yes. Four, he's yes. Uh, nicely in tomorrow. I couldn't disagree with you tomorrow. He's uh, showing about tens, I think, isn't he? Tens, that sounds a pretty good each way bet on the it local coast. Yes, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. So what's yes. the mail around the uh, government house today? Oh, well, uh, uh, on the track or otherwise? 
No, you know, in the chamber itself. In the chamber itself. Well, we've been looking at uh, people who want to send all their money out of the country. I didn't think that was a good idea. We thought they should take it out to Flemington uh, and Caulfield and invest it out there in the Cup Carnival. Did he give you a tip, Mr Elliot? No, didn't no. give me a tip at all, no. Wouldn't tip his hat, would he? Well, he said he wants to fosterise the Caulfield Cup and the, uh, the Melbourne Cup this time. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you haven't got a tip for us? We've given you one. Well, I was going to give you... Uh, our, look, can I give you on the next race here, out of the Cup? Is that all right with you? Yes, the uh, sprint championship. Yeah. I... Uh, I saw Lord Nain last week, and uh, I would think that would win again. Got the Miracle Rails run. Yes. You reckon he'll get it again? Yes, I would think. Uh, you got a bit of mail about that, have you? No, oh, a little bit of mail, yes, yeah. No money changing hands? Not yet, no. Good. Tomorrow, I'm saving it all for tomorrow to get the best price out there. <laughs> OK. Yeah. Thank you very much, Mr. Kane. tipping well? Sorry? You're tipping well? Uh, genius, really, yeah. to be honest. OK, you're all the best, Dr. Turf. See you later. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye now. Thanks very much, Mr. Kane. See you later. Bye now. OK, bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you very much, Trevor Marmalade, for that fabulous rendition of John Kane. I think it's going to be a hit. Let loose with that guitar, Vince. And Dr. Turf, if yes. you are going to talk to the Premier of Victoria, I'll thank you to show you a little bit of humility. He's a very, very smart man, our oh, Premier. Come on, Tony. Can't be all that smart. I mean, he thought the Caulfield Cup's tomorrow. Incidentally, viewers, in the interest of equal opportunity, we did try to get a tip from the Leader of the Opposition, but unfortunately, Norm Gallagher wasn't in his office. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Slim. And what do you think of Jeff Kennett at the moment? The Liberals are going to dump him. Now, well, there goes well, one of the best up comedy him. routines <laughs> that we've had for years, and they're going to get rid of it. Oh, keep him in, please. My that dream's going to come true. He's actually going to be serving in one of those little hot dog stands, the little blue jacket on, the little white cap. It's just what I've always pictured him as. Yes, uh... 
food plus mouth. Open 24 hours a day. <laughs> Jeff Kennett. Uh, but, um, yeah, why did John Kane think that the Caulfield Cup's tomorrow? I mean, you know, like he's the guy who's trying to s stop Sunday racing, isn't he? I don't know how that happened. Don't or, know. Or did you don't... interview him yesterday? Might have done. And make him and yourself and Dr. Turf all look like fools. We could never look We're as in bad company. as you, Slim. Race six, the very amateur turf club national sprint run over 1,100 metres on hot tips, 3XY, where the time is 26 minutes to 11. That's a curly one, that, isn't it, Slim? Yeah, that I wish they'd get around to the uh, major slots on the clock for our You're in trouble when they're not digital, aren't you? It's the VATC national sprint. Do you think the VATC get a lot of calls from people with broken down cars? Why? Why? Well, I'm a member of the VATC. $30 a year on call. You're thinking of the RACB. Do you want to hear a story about that? No. I drove back from Wangaratta the other night, and I got back early in the morning. Uh, it was night when I was driving. By the time I got back, it was daytime. So I jumped out it of my happened, car, you know? absolutely, absolutely um, tired, and um, and I'd left my headlights on, but I didn't know because it was daylight at that stage. So I went in. Next day, it's the Coonji handicap. Jump in the car to try and get a bet on the Coonji handicap. Not a skerrick from turning on a key. Just nothing. Yes. Yeah. So I go and I ring up Yanni. Yanni, can you bring your car around and I'll jump start it? Mm -hmm. And he comes around, put the jumpers on, nothing happens. Oh, no, the battery. So eventually I muster up enough courage to go down to the service station and buy myself a battery. <laughs> you $60. Pay cash. <laughs> yes. No, Connie. I borrowed it. You must have been desperate. <laughs> and then today, yesterday... When I saw Yoni, he said, oh, by the way, you know those jumper leads that I had? I forgot to tell you that they don't work. <laughs> I bought a new battery. Yoni, you owe me 60 bucks. Oh. It's all right, I borrowed it from him anyway. Dr. Turf, I've got a tip for you. What's that, Slim? Warlike. <laughs> you dog. Number five Warlike I've gone for oh, here. Listen to this. He was uh, caught off the track the whole way last, uh, last week at Caulfield. Uh, he's not drawn that much better today, but I just think he's going to have a slightly easier run. I don't know how you came up with Warlight. No, well, you wouldn't, Connie, and that's why you work for a living. Number four, Bullion <laughs> Broker. He's quite well weighted you here. You don't call these shows and stuff that I do around town <laughs> work, do you? Number four, Bullion Miracle. Broker. Well weighted. He goes well second up, Bullion Broker. He might be better off at Flemington, um, but I like him here. And number seven, Lord Vane. He actually wasn't the one who got the Miracle Rails run, but it was a good run nevertheless. That's our Avon's gold. That was our Avon's gold. He was very unlucky last week. Five, Warlike. Good each way value here to beat four and seven in a particularly difficult race. Uh, yours, Snail Breath? <laughs> uh, I like Warlike. I was talking to Con. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on, come on. I've never eaten escargot in my life. Actually, I... what about Star Pimeral? <laughs> who? Star Pimeral. Um, written by H. White. Well, he just went oh, too no. ordinary the other day, didn't Star he? Star Pyramal. I don't no, it's know. not written by H. White. It's a white horse. I don't know how you can back Star Pyramal with any confidence at all. It is owned by Rick Hall Lacey. It's not. Who, uh, and trained by G.R. Murphy. Why doesn't he train it himself if, if it's any good? Where did you come up with where, that inflammation? I don't yes, know. You're making you it up, up as you that? go along. I've gone for Star Pyramal to win the race to beat Lord Vane. And no this parole is e. Smith. will probably break its run of fourth and become... What, he sold it? ...go third. Are you paying attention to my tips or am I just of wasting my not. time? Yes. Now at...
it's time for Australia's favourite family racing game. So come on, kids, get out your form guides and let's play Trivial Form Guide. I don't want to hear that guy say that again. I've got my form guide. Have you got yours? Yes, Melbourne, Glenn. Melbourne, Melbourne, Melbourne. Yes. Uh, if you want to see me, Dr. Turf, look in Con's right ear and race seven, number six. <laughs> yeah, quite right. Slim, you know when we used to have medical inspections at school and the, the lady would put a hand down your underpants and tell you to look out the window? Don't go into too much detail, Con. Well, it was, a, it was one of those things that happened at school, so you can talk about it. Um, did you ever have race five, number seven? <laughs> yes, I did. I think everyone experienced that. You Although know, yours had a cold spoon on hand, apparently. Do you know, not only the Tasmanians race three, number 12, they go all the way as well. <laughs> oh, what? Kiss Ken, oh yes. Is it race four, number 16, dope, leads to weight lifting? <laughs> what? Apparently. What was it? Uh, I slept with 50 men and 50 women last week to mark my race seven, number 14. <laughs> you know that after Barlow and Chambers were hung, they were buried in race six, number 14? <laughs> Con, when you went into that all-male massage parlour, did you have yes, to good. race seven, number 12? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing that one back. When you're, on, when you're on your own down at the farm, Slim... Yes? Do you just get a few sheep together and race through number four to your heart's content? Yes, and I enjoy it a lot. Yes, and not to mention getting stuck into the race three, number three. Uh, Dr Turvey's always referring to his race four, number four. You know, if... Apparently, um, his race four, number four, makes an awful mess of the, of the bloke standing near him at the urinal. Lots of holes, you know. Yeah? Mm. Spray farm classic. That's banned, I think. <laughs> is it? Good. <laughs> so is that uh, particular... Is that all? Form? Oh, that's that's all I've got. That's it. Come with us now to an Australia that used to be. An Australia where AIDS was what mates gave to each other in times of trouble where herpes was a Walt Disney Volkswagen and a boy and his dog could have an open relationship. This is Young Graham in Love. Lassie! Lassie! It's a typical breakfast at the Sefton household. One times four is four. Two times four is four. Three times four... No. One times four... Graham, have you cleaned out the gully trap? I want that done before you go to school. Oh, Mum. Then I want you to chop me some wood, get my Valium prescription from the chemist. Oh, and have you changed the straw in your bedroom? Yes, Mum. Look, I'm trying to study for my HSC exam. <laughs> They're on in three weeks. <laughs> Stop laughing, Mum. I'm really worried. Oh, why worry, Graham? You've got no hope of passing. Oh, yeah? Well, what about third time lucky? <laughs> Oh, Graham, you couldn't even pass wind when you were a baby. <laughs> oh, oh, thanks, Mum. Thanks for all the encouragement. I'm going to pass to show you. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous, young man. Come on, then. Do the alphabet for me. No. You can't, can you? I can so. I just don't want to. All right, then. Come on, Graham. Do the alphabet for Mum. Come on, now. A says at. B says but. 
C says S. No. Um, right, that does it. That does it. I'm going to divorce you, Mum. Done. Pack your bags and get out. What? Here's $5. That'll get you a travel card and a pie. Wait on. I tried to get rid of you years ago, Graham, but you wouldn't sink. Oh, Mum, I was only joking. Haven't you got a sense of humour? I had you, didn't I? <laughs> So, HSC exams are coming up, teenage suicides are on the rise, and the Punkin Creek Divorce Court is overflowing with kids who've been watching too much day by day. Tune in next week to Young Graham in Love. You went out with her for a while, didn't you? Seriously, <laughs> Mr. Sefton. You did, I remember. There That's wasn't enough room for mine and her varicose va veins <laughs> under the same bandage, Dr. Turf. Race seven, the Richard Ellis plate run over 1,400 metres. Richard Ellis, now he is uh, a real estate agent, and I'll tell you something. The other day I was lying in bed, and suddenly I heard bang, 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 out the front of we my We don't place. want to hear what's going on <laughs> under the sheets, Con, if no. you don't mind. No, no, I heard bang, it was a hammer, right? I went out the front, and there's this bloke just finishing putting up an auction sign on my house. <laughs> oh, really? Somebody had just come along and put an auction sign up. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, just because you pay $400 a week for that place doesn't mean you own it, Con. I'll tell you what, you know, the other day I was talking to a fella in front of my, uh, in front of the real estate agent saying how, oh, yes, yes, I'm going to put my house on that tallack in the uh, Caulfield Cup. You should have seen the landlord's face when I said that. <laughs> you impressed. might have to come and stay at my place. Where's your place? Well, I live in Wye River, but while I'm here in Melbourne, I stay at the Parkview Park Inn in oh, uh, yes. Park Street, Brunswick. I had the uh, the pleasure of uh, having a meal round there the other night with uh, the the.